And welcome back into the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. I'm Scott Agnes. Earlier this week, I had a chance to talk with one of Indiana's own. At least we claim her, even though as a self-proclaimed military brat, she traveled all across the world and the country as a young kid. That's Sage Steele of ESPN. As we chatted live earlier in the week, she's in Cleveland for games three and four of the NBA Finals. She talked about her experience in covering yet another NBA Finals, hanging out with her colleagues late into the night, which sounds like so much fun, whether it's Charles Barkley, Jay Adande, Michael Wilbon. Got to imagine those are fun conversations. With Sage, though, we hit on a variety of subjects, including, obviously, the NBA Finals, the Cavs, LeBron, what to make of this Warriors and potential dynasty And I flat out asked her what her colleagues think of Paul George and whether he will remain in Indiana for the long term. It was fun to catch up with Sage, who I often go back and forth with on Twitter and on Instagram. Fun conversation. I think you'll enjoy it as well. Sage, how are you doing? Hey, Scott. Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I know things are chaotic for you and everyone. There are more than like 1,500 media covering the NBA Finals. What has it been like for you? I know you're there now basically annually covering the Finals. Oh, gosh, it's been great. I I, want to say this is my sixth Finals, sixth straight, um, and it is a blast. It's honestly turned into my favorite sporting event um, really every year, and probably because it's not just one day. The Super Bowl, that's, you know, one day. Of course, the lead-up to it is a long couple weeks, but... um, and just look at the game last night, coming down to the final seconds. I love it. It is chaotic. I just got back from um, the, the media availability during the team practices, and our hotel is crazy because it's got all of ESPN, all of Turner, and all of Fox. So literally, we have taken over the hotel, all the media has, and the restaurant bar down here. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Until like 4 a.m. It's, it's ridiculous. It's like we all go back to being 21-year-olds in college. <laughs> and the trouble is I, the conversation just has to be rolling. You might look to your right, and there's Jalen Rose. To your left might be Charles Barkley. Behind you, maybe Michael Wilbon, all just yapping about what you guys have observed or maybe about other stuff. Well, exactly. And usually Charles takes over the bar and then buys drinks for everyone, um, and which is always nice. Everyone knows that now. Like, hey, Charles is here. Free drinks. <laughs> Um, but I'm going to dinner with Charles and, and um, Wilbon tonight, actually, who are two of my favorite humans. And then I feel like I have a bodyguard with Charles. So um, not that I need it. He's just so fun. Anyway, long story short, sorry. I love this event. I'm gone for a while from home and everything. But um, it's cool, too, because my kids watch the games, and then they know how, what the result is. And then I call them before bed. Easier, because I'm East Coast now, and they're West Coast. And they're like, okay, I guess, Mom, you're probably coming home Saturday then, right? <laughs> so instead of, you know, after a game six or seven. So um, it's, it's, it's just a really cool event, and I get nervous watching, much less. Uh, I'm not a player, so I can't imagine how these guys feel. Because everyone's around, is this maybe your favorite time of year? Yeah, maybe. I, 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 I'm, not, I'm always sad when it ends. I mean, you're always tired because it's a long season. Um, but, you know, my job has changed. I do everything now a little bit of everything versus just nba which was awesome but um i'm always sad because it's just you don't often get a lot of time one-on-one with so many members of the media and at this point in a lot of our careers we've known each other for a long time um and and that's it's really cool it's special um and that there's stress and pressure and deadlines and the other day um i'm trying to remember what was on espn and why we oh it was women's um the softball world series college softball world series and so it ended at a certain time, and we were, we're usually on um, 
7 to 8 Eastern on ESPN, and it ended early, so we came on at 6.35 or 6.40 and went straight through to 8. And so we were making up television live, and it was crazy and stressful, but it was a blast. It was my favorite show so far because you just got to wing it and you know, oh, there's Scotty Pippen. See if Scotty will come on, you know, and they say yes, and, and we go. So, um, honestly, I, I really try to be in the moment because in a few years this will all be over, and I'm going to miss <laughs> the chaos, and I just think we're, we're watching, we're witnessing some really special basketball right now, you know. No, it's it's been a lot of fun. I'm kind of surprised the ratings are up, but at the same time, the NBA has become a star-driven league. It's less so about the teams like maybe the NFL where they're wearing helmets and all of that. We're here. People are tuning in just to hear what LeBron has to say after games. I know. I know. It's amazing. Well, I think it's also because look at the difference from a year ago, and now LeBron's in a hole and he's in trouble. Um, this is a completely different team. And I think people uh, are, were so curious to see how Kevin Durant would truly fit in come crunch time. And what has stood out to me so much, and I do know Kevin a little bit, um, is we all knew he was great. I don't know that we knew he was this great. I, I don't think we did. He truly is at another level right now. Um, and in my opinion, it's because of not the quality of the players he's playing with, which obviously plays a huge part in it, but it's because of the quality of the people he's playing with. And not a knock on Oklahoma City or anyone there. It's, it's a compliment to the Golden State Warriors and the people that they have assembled. Yes, the players, the type of human beings there is what I'm talking about, as well as the executives. And it's a family atmosphere. And I don't care what job you're in, when you are surrounded by the people that make you feel most comfortable, we're all better. We're all at our best. When you know those people have your back, good or bad, win or lose, the people, as well as the skill of the players, make such a difference. And look at what Kevin Durant is doing with more pressure on him than ever before. I love seeing it as a fan. I love seeing how he has performed under these circumstances. Look in LeBron face-to-face, eye-to-eye, and taking shots like the one that was the go-ahead three last night. Are you kidding me? We've never seen KD at this level. And you said it. It's more than just having great players. It's that atmosphere that every team dreams of. Maybe the Spurs is the only one that's similar in that type of culture within the program. Because when you look at Steve Kerr, who doesn't want to play for Steve Kerr right now? I would. Oh, the best. He's. I, I just was talking to him a little bit ago, and he's absolutely the best, the best person, the best attitude. Um, and, and his coaching staff says that as well. You know, I asked him how, you know, how he's feeling. Obviously, he hates that question at this point, but it was a kind of an off-the-record thing. And the man is still in a lot of pain. I mean, every second he's out there. But he, he needs this. He loves this. And they're better with him, obviously. Um, but, like, he's a special person, and, and he gets it. He's been there on every level, obviously, as a player, as an executive, as a broadcaster, um, and now as, as a head coach. But um, it's... I've never been around a team like this ever with, with the, the, I don't know, like how, they're such huge superstars and so many on one team and for egos to not be there, not once does anyone say I or me, it's team, team, team. They're not saying my guys, my team, they're saying us and there's no chest pounding. And if anyone could, they could with all those all-stars and they don't. And that's not an accident. It's not a coincidence. And that's why Kevin is with the best team, the best 
family that he could be with in the Warriors. The one thing that annoys me with this finals is that everybody likes to compare and I'm talking more eras. Let's not. Let's just appreciate what's going on. Let's appreciate what Durant's been able to do. Let's appreciate Steph Curry almost fl- going under the radar a little bit. 13 rebounds, 26 points, and Durant's the story. And LeBron, I think too many are so quick to jump to conclusions about even LeBron and Michael Jordan. Let's just enjoy it, right? I agree. I hate the comparisons, too. But then last night on the air with Tiff and I had to ask him because we were talking about 16-0. And then I'm like, okay, <laughs> if they go 16-0... Isn't that a little bit of a different level here? Doesn't that make this like, okay, you have to compare to those both teams. But at the end of the day, it, it is a stupid topic for me and for everybody else because you can never compare. We will never know. The game was so different. Like, the rules were different. The way the, it was officiated was completely different. And the players were different, not just their mentality, but physically. I mean, we, we've... These kind of athletes and what they're able to do, it's, it's, it's just different, in my opinion, just because many of them. But also the way they train, the way they're coddled, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but physically, mentally, emotionally, with their nutrition, um, with rest. I hate that rest topic. I, I, I hate the fact that, that, it's a, that it's even part of the game, but it is. So you cannot compare the eras, although naturally um, we will, we do. Um, you can even go back to like the 72 Dolphins and when the Patriots, like people were comparing that run as well, even though it was a completely different era. Um, so, so I don't know. Unfortunately, but with, with, with LeBron and the Michael Jordan thing, he's put that out there. He talks about how much MJ meant to him as he should. So once the name, once it's out there, whether it's by him or by us or a combination, then people go with it. And I understand why I think I'm, I'm with you though. Like if we could just take a step back, in a deep breath, and just enjoy the greatness of all of them. Um, but that's also a problem with social media. It's all out there now, and we're all hooked. And it's all know? instant. It's all yeah, instant, and yeah. here's my opinion, and yours doesn't matter. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, trust me. I know how that feels. <laughs> <laughs> you do. I had no idea. We're talking with Sage Steele of ESPN. I'm sure you're, you're trying to get some Pacer talk in, maybe behind the scenes with some of your colleagues. What is the consensus among them about what Paul George might do in his future in Indiana? No one thinks he's staying. <laughs> no one thinks he's staying, and, and I don't think he's staying, and I understand. You know, I'm greedy. I will be devastated, um, but I get it. I, I was really heartbroken that Kevin left Oklahoma City, but I got it. Um, and I have to say, it's kind of like when I, you know, earlier in my Pacers fandom um, in the 90s, when I moved to Indiana and went to IU and all that, like, our timing just sucked. With Reggie, it was the Jordan era. Like, our timing sucked. And right now, the Pacers' timing sucks. Sorry for the kids listening. I, I, don't, want, I don't let my kids say that <laughs> word. I'm sorry. Like, the timing is really bad. What do you do? You are, and ask LeBron right now about the timing. <laughs> Not that people have that much sympathy for him because he's had a pretty good run lately, right? Cleveland, Miami. But it just stinks because we are now witnessing one of the greatest teams to ever be compiled. And the Pacers, it, basically everybody is shooting for second place, right? That's what it's come down to. And I also think Even if in the you're East, in both conferences, in both conferences, you're, you're, you're battling for second place. And in the East, I almost push for if your team is the best thing to plan what I call AL after LeBron, plan three years in advance, knowing, sadly, assuming LeBron stays in Cleveland, that you're not getting past him unless there's an injury. I say yes. And you plan for your future. And you get what you can for as many players as possible and time it out. 
you know, how bad were the Warriors, or how long were the Warriors terrible for? Uh, decades, <laughs> you know? And they got the right ownership in there that was willing to spend money and the right front office people and Bob Myers, the GM, who planned ahead and they drafted well, you know? A move here or there. And then guess what? Everybody wants to come to you. Look, even if David West jumping around from the Spurs, people want to come there. But um, I would be fine with them. I, I don't like the tanking word or the topic or anything. Um, but Philadelphia, right? That's a good example of, of tanking. That's just not fun. Uh, it, it's not fun, but I don't uh, – I hate to say it, but in many ways you, you, you have to understand it when you're just being realistic. Be realistic. This is what happens when LeBron James is on your team. We had an opportunity uh, in Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. And what year was that, 2014? When mm-hmm. we could have won that game at home. I think that's the game that I was at, uh, that my family came to. Of course, I was at that game. And we had him down, and we didn't take him out. And there's your series. And when you give LeBron a second chance, sorry. Like, that's on us, right? This- so so I, I get why people say, all right, let's, let's take this piece, get as much as we can for this piece, this person, and, and build for the future. What is the future? LeBron is, is even acknowledged that he knows he's not, he's, he has a couple years left. Kevin's younger than him. LeBron's amazing, but Kevin's got more time, less tread on those tires. LeBron's been doing this since he was 18. Seven straight finals, eight overall. No one can compare to the minutes he's put up. So he, I, I hope he's as healthy as long as possible. In the meantime, the Pacers and everybody else needs a plan for the future. Boston's right there, but look what happened to Boston. Yeah. You know, we've talked about Toronto for a couple of years. No, Washington, you know, I'd, I'd love to, at least the East was more interesting this year. Um, but you got to plan for the future at this point. The thing with the Pacers, Sage, as you know, is they're never that bad. They're always at least in the middle if they're not <laughs> yeah. great. They made the playoffs in 22 of the last 28 years. And so I they're not a that, team that yeah. would do anything like that. I know, I didn't know that stat, and God love them, right? But, <laughs> but I understand what, why Paul is considering this. And, you know, hey, I love that Kevin Pritchard, you know, got his hands on everything now, and, like, I, I love that move, and I actually think that that's long overdue. So I, I, I will always, you know, cheer and root. And the losses, as I say this about planning for the future, the losses are going to sting. They have stung, but if there's a means to an end and if Pacers fans are able to be patient, and we really start fans in Indiana um, who understand the process, then we can get through this. Um, but it has to be done the right way. And when you do it the right way, you see what comes of it. Hello, go Warriors. Have you had a chance, Sage, to talk with David West? I saw him on the, I was walking out of the building just now because they were kicking me out. And he was sitting off to the side talking to people in this chair by himself. I was like, David, you look like you're in timeout. Like, you're kidding. <laughs> and he's like, no, I'm not in trouble. I'm not in trouble. Um, haven't otherwise no and it's been tough because you know he tries to run the other direction i don't blame him um but like do you have you watched him have you seen him at all like obviously last night's game we heard his name called a few times that was nice but um you watch his expression on the bench um he's actually smiling a couple times i know we're not used to that that? who is that guy oh it's david west he's smiling um i just i i root for him so much because of the decisions he's made based on on winning, and I love that, and I respect that. Not many people leave that kind of cash on the table. Can't say that I would have, um, but hey, I have also not earned a hundred million in my career either. So it's different when you have that in your bank account already. Um, God, it'd be neat for him, wouldn't it? But how about how about that ability the last two years to be able to choose those two teams? I mean, it's right there with the Spurs, and then right here again with the Warriors. So. 
gosh, I wonder, we need to put a camera just on him to see his reaction if this happens tomorrow. Can we stream that on Watch ESPN? We might as well. Watch ESPN and watch ESPN app, always streaming live. Yeah, there you go. No, that's something I'll be (laughs) watching because he's intellectually stimulated by Pop and by Tim Duncan, who he said was his favorite player growing up, and then the Warriors in that culture. So I think that's what he tried to absorb, in addition, obviously, to trying to be on a championship caliber team. Yeah, but so so look, so the, the teams that we've talked about, the Spurs, um, the, the 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 Patriots, like there's organizations and, and professional sports that you can point to um, that have that atmosphere where there's so much respect and so much deferring where people don't need to go be that guy, right? But gosh, how much we miss, we the Pacers miss David West and that locker room presence and that leadership stuff that, you know, maybe the average fan can't see. We're not showing it on TV as much, but behind the scenes, and, and what was lost, and then what Paul had to take onto his shoulders. You know, he wasn't ready. Um, he needed a guy like David West and a guy like George Hill behind the scenes. Exactly, exactly. And then to kick your butt, too, if you're not bringing it. Um, that, that's priceless. You cannot put a price on that, on, on someone like David West. And, and Warriors have talked about that and what he has brought immediately, immediately into this organization. Um, that's the thing. It's just so rare, Scott, to have to have that much talent yes but to have them all so humble and and welcoming of new people and and just to listen to guys who have been there longer than they have like it it's it is crazy i that is why i'm such a fan of this organization that is why um my kids cheer for the warriors fortunately the colors are similar to the pacers that helps um <laughs> yeah but i mean it i let them cheer for because i'm picky i'm like oh no, no no you're not cheering for him I'm not going to tell you why, but you're not allowed to cheer for him. <laughs> and so I can say that with the Spurs, the Pacers, and the Warriors, I'll let them cheer for just about anybody on those squads, and it starts at the top. I appreciate it, Sage. I know you're busy in Cleveland, all the things going on. We'll be following your work on Twitter at Sage Steele, and then, of course, ESPN and ESPN2 coming this fall. Yeah, thank you. We started on ESPN this fall and then switch over to E2 when the Greenie Show comes on in the the beginning of the year so i can't wait and i'm just going to say because i know you appreciate this um i wouldn't be going back to do this job on sports center if we weren't kind of getting back to our roots of highlights and analysis and i'm just kind of an old school sports person and i miss the highlight driven shows and the breakdowns so um, call me if i'm not doing it well <laughs> we communicate <laughs> on twitter and instagram a lot um but i hope i i don't know i hope that um, people appreciate kind of getting back to the old way of doing things. So I know that's how I am. I just don't know how you'll want to get back to doing seven a.m.s. I couldn't do that. No, I'm 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 gonna I'm I'm borderline suicidal. I'm gonna yeah. need like depression medication this this winter because I'm moving from the sunshine of Arizona <laughs> to back to Connecticut in winter time, and so I, I I'm gonna have some issues, but um. It's okay. Makeup will cover up all of it, right? <laughs> you got Tiffany you're always talking about, right? My girl Tiffany, she fixes the face, as I say, and um, it's truly about the people. And the, uh, Tiffany, for example, and, and all the people that are going to be on the Morning Sports Center team um, starting this fall are just, it's like, it's like the Warriors. Hopefully we'll be that good at some point, but it's all about who you work with, and I'm, I'm really fortunate. Jonathan and the kids going with you or staying? Yeah, you know what? Okay, you guys cracked me up with this question. I'm the mom. I have a husband and three kids. Am I going to leave them in Arizona and once a month? <laughs> I, I don't know. You could do the commute or it depends what grades they're in. Maybe if one of them's, you know, yeah. moving to high school. I don't know. You, it's a challenge. Commute from, commute from Phoenix to Hartford? <laughs> yeah, no direct flights. We know that. 
there's nothing. I, you might be able to get to Boston direct from Hartford. That's about it. Like, it's terrible. Um, no, my, so my kids are going into next, you know, this fall, um, sixth grade, eighth grade, and tenth grade. They're coming, and, you know, it's tough. The adjustment is, t- is difficult, especially for my sophomore. Um, but she's tough, and you know what the difference is going to be? Playing team sports. When you get on those fields and courts with other people, that's where it all comes. I mean, mine are all, always, all required to play one team sport at school and whatever else on the side. And that's what changes everything. That's what saved me when I moved to Carmel High School, my senior year of high school from Colorado. Like, you've got to be part of a team. Um, so they'll be fine. And my son is looking forward to the snow. The rest of us are not. Um, I will survive. I promise not to complain to you on Instagram. The thing that we do enjoy is you share more about your family, and I think that's cool. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And you're the best. Thank you for having me. Hey, I appreciate the time, Sage. We'll see you Talk around. soon. That's, All right, bye, Pat. That's the great Sage Steele of ESPN. She's a lot of fun and obviously a Pacer fan, so I wanted to get into several things with her regarding the team future direction where they should go what Paul might be thinking but that's telling right there that in her late night sessions and meetings and and everything with her colleagues and those from from other networks the consensus has made clear they all believe that Paul George will not stay in Indiana and will move elsewhere thanks again to Sage Steele for taking time out of her busy schedule to talk NBA finals and Pacers of course what would you expect with Sage who is a diehard Pacers fan That does it for this episode of the Vigilant Sports Pacers podcast. I'll talk to you again soon.